0: Life, culture, and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision.
1: And it's a privilege to welcome onto the line today Charles Newington from Family Voice. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for the opportunity. Now, it has been alarming to see the increase of advertising. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, Charles? Well, I,
0: I agree. I mean, we've, we've been very concerned about it. And we've been concerned not just uh, about the increase, but about the targeting uh, on young men, particularly. And that the way in which the advertising is pitched is 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 to target young men in sports betting. That's, that's the growth industry. That's the section of gambling that's really growing in Australia at the moment.
1: Mm. And, you know, I've been involved in uh, radio advertising ever since I was 18. And I've learned lots of uh, you know, the, the the tricks of the trade when you're writing an ad, you know, and, and so when you see some of the ads that they're putting on air, um, they're trying to normalize betting, make it blokey, making it a normal part of life to have a bet. Um, they're, they're specifically targeting that age group, aren't they, mate? Uh, yes,
0: uh, it, it is about giving, say, a young a young uh, man who's, you know, 15, 16, true to 18, giving him a sense of role model, you know, uh, th- what he can look forward to. He can look forward to being part of a bunch of blokes who get all their fun uh, around uh, betting and sport. And uh, so it, it looks so inviting, doesn't it? It looks such a, a good time. It looks like what the buzz that you're really looking for. Mm. Yeah.
1: Now, I've got to just... Uh... Share my uh, Melbourne Cup joke with you, Charles, early on in this conversation. Is that okay, mate? We, we... Yeah,
0: yeah. I've been practising my laughing.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, the last time I backed a horse at 10 to 1, it didn't come until 10 to 4. <laughs> oh, that's a bad joke. That's a.
0: <laughs> that's about the level of, uh, of competence most of us have when it comes to
1: gambling. <laughs> um, the reality is I have never... Uh, place to bet on, on a horse or a football game or anything like that. Um, I did play the pokies a few times when I was a young fellow, when I was a DJ in pubs and clubs, trying to make money as a young pastor. Um, and, and, and I remember thinking these things are rigged. You, you will they never, you will never make any. And I remember thinking, what a waste of time. What a, you know? Um, but you do it because you were bored and you were there and you were waiting to work again. And, and I thought this is—it's entrapment. It's—it's it's so deceiving. And the odds are always against you, uh, yet people keep doing it, don't they? Yeah, yeah.
0: It's um, they they do it because it's so carefully it's so carefully tuned to the human psyche, you mm. know, to this sense of um of the thrill of the uh, of the challenge of, of taking on big odds, that kind of thing. The feeling that we can win against the odds, type thing, is is quite a dramatic uh, thing that sucks us in, doesn't it?
1: Mm. And even you know, even on the football, you know, I, I love watching the Broncos game or you know, a good game of footy. They always have these, you know. Let's talk about the odds and let's talk about who's going to kick the yeah, first goal, you know. Yeah, and it, yeah. it ruins the game for me. It's it's almost like I don't want to watch it anymore because it's just everywhere, isn't it?
0: Yes, but it's um, you know when the, people who do gamble, they say that um, having having a bit of money on the outcome of an event or something like that, it gives them a buy-in. You know, it sort of increases the the the, the joy of it, the excitement of the event, and and that's that's the. That's the powerful kind of combination between sporting events and gambling because mm. uh, young men particularly, you, you know, that's how if you're standing in the stands and you're not actually playing the game on the field, how do you amp yourself up? How do you get the high? Mm. Well, you get, your, you get the high by sort of putting a few uh, dollars on it this way or that way, and we have to realize that actually what we're doing there is we're feeding uh, uh, something in our psyche that 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 is our tendency to addiction and 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 we just have to be very careful about adrenaline, but because adrenaline addiction, um, you know, has many different forms. But gambling is one of the very finely developed ways to to create that uh, that adrenaline addiction in young men, particularly.
1: And you know, I just was thinking of you know the Bible verse: the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. And yeah. really, that's what that's what's driving the gambling industry. Obviously, they just want to make money out of everyone. Um, but even the people that gamble, they they have this, you know. Oh, maybe I'll win the next one. Maybe I'll get the big one one day. Maybe you know, um, it's this constant, you know. Maybe the uh, maybe this bet will will pay off, you know. Um, but the the other problem I see in it, Charles, is that it's indoctrinating children. You know, I, I remember chatting to a a family once about the footy, and this kid, like a ten year old kid, said, "Oh, these are the odds for the game today. What do you reckon?" And I'm like, how do you know what the odds are? Uh, You know, it's because he was just watching the footy and he was listening to them talk about the odds. You know, Um, they're brainwashing the next generation to try and normalise gambling, aren't they?
0: Yeah, I I think that um, you know, this the language of normalisation is is um, is so appropriate about gambling, but it's also appropriate about just about everything else that is uh, socially and morally. Uh, damaging, mm. Be- because um, you know, if we can normalise the idea of, say, um, sex before marriage, so everybody does it. You know, 81% of the people that uh, that finally land up marrying have lived together before they married. You know, so mm. it's normal to do that. You, whatever uh, you know, you can create the sense of normality. Then that is the just justific- the moral justification for the behaviour. Mm and uh and the thing about that is that um uh, you know we know in our better selves that that kind of normalization is actually it's it's not um it's not a moral justification, but it seems to be because that 's the way the culture works that if the majority of people are doing something that makes it right. Now we know that that's absolute nonsense, but somehow or other it works um socially
1: mm. now, if you look at the statistics, Charles, it really is shocking. Uh, the state of our nation. Uh, the Australian gambling statistics uh, have yeah, been released. Terrible, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, uh, you know, I mean, the numbers are massive. The over two hundred billion dollars uh, a year is is wagered one way or the other. Yeah, you know, it's eleven thousand dollars per adult person. You know, wow. uh, it's massive amount. And the losses, you know, the accumulated losses are, are, are at least $1,200 per person. Mm. You know, about uh, somewhere between 70 and 80% of all people, uh, all adults uh, in Australia have some kind of, not necessarily an addiction, but an occasional punt. And, um, uh, the thing that I really want to focus on is the effect um, on young men because young men are at that most vulnerable time when they need to prove themselves, mm. when they when they really want to sort of be part of the gang <clears throat> and mm. the dynamics of gambling uh, and the way in which online gambling is so accessible to them. They don't have to go down to the TAB anymore. They've got it right there on their phone and they can do it in the moment. Mm. And um, And the consequences are: 70% of young men between 18 and 35 who gamble are found to be really at risk of, 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 of the consequences of a gambling addiction. So it's, it's, I mean, we're constantly seeing it in our media, but it is a big issue for us because it's such a critical demographic. You know, the last thing we can afford is to have our young men losing the plot um, we need our young men focused. We need our young men uh, providing moral leadership, providing the kind of leadership that, that that we we so appreciate when we find a young man. I was just thinking about Matt Gillette when he finished up with Broncos. You know, <laughs> you know. Um, after all, the cameras have been turned off and the blokes are mucking around. Wally Lewis just strolled up to him and said, "Mate, I always thought you're a good footballer, but you're a better bloke." Mm. And you know we need uh, that kind of <laughs> that kind of language, and we salute the people that have played the game fairly and have been fine uh, role models. But that's not the you know that's I mean that's not the whole story, is it? There are so many others that just can't handle the 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 the, the lights and the glamour and the money, and before we know where they are, they're the you know the are they're modelling something that is so destructive. We, we've got to recognise this, this is something about the very soul of the nation that needs to be addressed.
1: And there are some other gambling stats that are quite shocking, uh, Charles. When, when you look at the, uh, the Victorian Problem yep. found, uh, Gambling yep. Foundation, those yep. stats are quite alarming as well.
0: Well, it, it, gives you the, it gives you the social cost of gambling, you know, uh, you know that, what, what society would call the social cost of gambling. You can see that there, actually it's a spiritual cost. That uh, they did this in uh, in uh, 2017, and their numbers uh, for a year or two before that were that there was two point the cost of gambling to family and relationships was 2.2 2 billion. Mm. So it, it it has a major impact upon family breakdown. And 1.6 billion um, uh, w- w- cost on emotional and psychological issues like distress and depression, suicide and and violence that was arising out of gambling. That was gambling was nominated as a reason why people were depressed or suicidal or violent. And uh, then of course the financial losses, and th- uh, that's 1.3 billion. Dollars uh, that 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 demonstrates the size of uh, how many households were impacted because of a gambling addiction. It just goes on like that, and loss of productivity, involvement in crime, and all these things. These are major things, and 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 so the notion of gambling responsibly. There's only one way to gamble responsibly, and that's don't.
1: Mm, mm. I've actually spoken to a number of men over the years who have you know gotten off their addictions now, and. Uh, a lot of them found help in their church, in their men's groups, but also from Gamblers Anonymous, you yeah, know, similar yeah. to Alcoholics Anonymous or Narcotics Anonymous. Gamblers Anonymous, they get together, they've got a 12-step program, you know. Um, we do need to promote these organizations, these, these groups, don't we, mate?
0: Yes, because the, the big problem is uh, is owning up to it, you know. So when you if you go to a group like that, then you're among people that know what what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, and and you start to hear them tell their story, and you kind of go, "Oh, that really resonates," and mm. and you you hear what's fixed or works for them. And I know we've we've always got a we got a time pressure on me, but one on us. But one of the things that's so fundamentally in the scriptures here is the way in which fathers play a role in preparing young men for life. Mm. And and um and, and you know, the, 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 here we we start a group like Gamblers Anonymous because um because. Strangely enough, we 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 kind of if we've got a problem that way, we go to the people that have had a problem and have found some sort of solutions. And actually, the home is the primary environment where one generation can help the next generation with the challenges of life. Mm. And you know, a, a dad can say to his kids, "Oh, mate, you know, <laughs> don't drink paint." Or whatever it is you know that the child is, is doing, because we can tell our story most of that's one of the things sometimes it's hard for young people to realize is that their their dads have made all those stupid mistakes people
1: yeah yeah and
0: it's it's so important to try to uh, build the kind of relationship you know fathers. Fathers to take the responsibility of building uh, relationships with their children because they are responsible for the emotional tone of the relationship, mm. and that's one of the great tasks of fathering is to set the emotional tone of the relationship with children. Mm. And uh, that you know, when you say what are, what's fathering about, that's one of the things: set the emotional tone in the relationship with in the home, and especially between uh, between parents and children. And that is, and 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 Saint Paul, you know, in Ephesians chapter six, he talks about fathers not provoking destructive emotion in children. Don't live in such a way that children think of you as unfair or selfish or inconsiderate or aggressive and dominant. These things that provoke a child and make them go away with that look on their face, that look of thunder. You know, when I grow up, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tot, dot his eye, type thing. So uh, you know, we've got to create we've got to create the right kind of emotional responses in children by our
1: modelling and our relationship to them. Mm. And of course, and, that relates to physical fathers, but also yes. spiritual fathers too, Charles. You know,
0: that's true. That's true because I mean, the facts are that you know, so many children, particularly young men, because this is a young men's issue more than anything else. Um, this adrenaline addiction is a young man's problem, and um, and older men, uh, you know, we can just. Uh, we can just step into that role. I love the word mentoring, isn't it? You know, you know mm-hmm. where we where we where we recognize young men just need the relationship of a of a, of an interested older man who who just can, you know, when the when the opportunity presents itself to say, "Oh, I know how you're feeling, mate. I when I was a lad, I didn't my share of stupid stuff and I'm, And um and uh, that, that's what um, you know Paul is talking about actually. Mm-hmm. He's talking about Fathers using their own experience to help with the emotional development of their children, mm. and uh, and uh, and so that that you know I'm in situations quite frequently where I have to kind of lead by in a sort of a disciplined way, and uh, the fact that I I've made so many stupid mistakes and I still find silly things fall out of my head all the time, call words, uh, you know, um, because of that it helps to sort of temper. Um, uh, judgment you know temper discipline with mercy and and that isn 't that God, you know mm. God is so merciful, you know he is so merciful, uh, but he gets the balance just right because he knows we have to learn um, we have to learn from our experience uh, but without it destroying us
1: yeah, absolutely, Charles, and I love the fact that you have brought this around to god 's word and brought it around to you know the 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 biblical role of the of the Father. Um, you know, a healthy family, a healthy father will affect uh, the next generation and a healthy spiritual father uh, will uh, will help mentor the next generation for those that are struggling in this area. And, you know, it reminds me, uh, years ago I was involved with a, a Christian drug rehab called Sherwood Cliffs at Coffs Harbour and they used to have an ad in the paper that had an old uh, drunken guy, you know, homeless on the street with a long beard, you know, um, on some cardboard, you know, sleeping. And then it said, you'd never see this guy on the beer ads, Sherwood Cliffs Drug Rehab, you know, and yeah. it was, uh, you, you could appropriate that to the gambling ads. You'd never see this guy on the gambling ads, you know, because yeah. we know that this is what it leads to. You know, once you start making these, uh, you know, you start giving into this addiction, it can lead to this, 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 and this, and, exactly. and and look at all these stats you've shared with us today. It's it's a blight on our nation. It's uh, it's costing our nation so much in so many different areas. So yeah,
0: Paul Paul talks about you know he this Ephesians six four says fathers don't provoke your kids but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Mm. And the, the phrase the instruction of the Lord, it, it, it in its simplest form, it's the, it's the law of consequence. Mm. You know that our actions, our words, and our actions are like seeds, and the tendency is that they multiply. Mm,
1: and,
0: mm. You know, so and, and good words multiply as well as bad words, and you know, good deeds multiply as well as bad deeds. But it's so, isn't that so often the case that yeah. that that, that, the, that the consequences of our actions seem to be at times way out of proportion with what we think <laughs> the action was. We just think we did a little thing, you know, <laughs> you know. But before we know where we are, you know, it resulted in a car crash and a, a dog getting run over and a blood and a bicycle running into the creek you know all this stuff goes crazy um, because somebody got angry and, and, uh, and it was just a moment road rage or a, mm. uh, and, and that's and, but that's our life experience we sort of say you know live within the rules live within the lines because when you step out of the lines things can go terribly wrong.
1: Well Charles it's always a privilege catching up and if people want to find out more about Family Voice Australia they can go to the website familyvoice.org.au is that the best one?
0: That's the best one. Thanks, mate.
1: And, of course, you're on social media as well and you're available to speak at uh, different events around the nation as well. I know you you do a great job at that, Charles. Thanks for your time. God bless. (laughs) Thanks. uh, Have a good day.
0: Bye-bye. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.